0: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers
2: and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact,
4: with 32 days until we kick off the 2022 recent senior bowl down in mobile we welcome you to a special edition of the move the sticks podcast it is our annual Senior Bowl roster reveal show. What's going on, everybody? I am Brett Lewis, and here with me to run through this roster, we've got our former NFL scouts, our lead draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and it's our great pleasure to welcome back here with us the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, is with us. Guys, great to be here with you. Huge show lined up as we run through this year's Senior Bowl roster. We're also going to talk with Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle, who's got a bunch of his guys in this game, six uh, as of right now. And we're also going to reveal some big news not out there on social media relating to the quarterback position in this group. But Jim, first, let's start with a big welcome here and just give us a sense of how fired fired up you are for this roster as a whole and the scouting process that led you to these names.
1: Yeah, Red, uh, great being back on. Appreciate you guys doing this every year with us. Uh, And it was, it was a little bit back uh, more to normal this year. I got to give uh, you know, our group of scouts this year, a lot of credit, some guys that DJ and Bucky were on the road with, and we had 120 years of NFL experience on the staff this year. So things really came together coming off the year last year with 106 players drafted, which was 41% of last year's draft class. Uh, we loved that group, felt great about that group, but really excited about excited about this year's class as well. Um, but it was, it was good to kind of get back to a, a sense of normalcy from a scouting perspective, you know, out at more games and just the whole thing seemed a little more normal this year.
4: Uh, I can imagine and can't wait to get back to Hancock Whitney Stadium for the game and for Senior Bowl week, which begins January 31st. But for us here on NFL Network, you get your first Reese's Senior Bowl practice recap show Tuesday, February 1st, Wednesday, the 2nd, both at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And then Thursday, we'll get it for you at 11 Eastern, all leading up to the Reese's Senior Bowl Saturday Two thirty 30 Eastern time right here on NFL network. And throughout the week, you're going to see some of the best quarterbacks college football has to offer. And we've got a really eclectic group of guys in this year's class. So with that, let's show you some of the acceptances here. Uh, So, you remember last year when Mac Jones, Senior Bowl alum, ended up a first-round pick? This, a very talented class as well that features a CFP quarterback in Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, a record-breaker in Bailey Zappi, more from that in a second, and a Heisman Trophy finalist in Pitt's Kenny Pickett. So, Jim, let's start right there with Kenny Pickett, who broke Dan Marino's program passing records there at Pitt. Uh, this year and probably the poster boy for a guy who could have come out last year, but improved his draft status in a big way by coming back to school and has a chance to uh, really make a name for himself again down in Mobile. Uh, what excites you about Kenny Pickett?
1: Yeah, we're, we're excited to get Kenny in. You know, we invited him a year ago and, and kind of talked through that process with Kenny about had he come out last year, probably being a fourth round pick is where we had him. Um, so to see him come back and make that senior year jump um, really for the third year in a row now, Joe Burrow two years ago, Mac Jones last year made a nice big jump. And now and now can he pick it? Um, you go to the tape this year. Some of it was injury related. You know, he was playing on a bum wheel last year um, as a junior there at, at Pitt. You put on the 21 tape. So a lot more mobility, um, improved mobility for certain uh, more zip. Um I think he was he wasn't forcing the issue as much, so you see, uh, you know, the touchdown interception ratio was was a, a huge improvement from a year ago. Just making better decisions, not trying to do everything on his own, um, and he had a great group of receivers taking more deep shots. So, you know, we're excited to get Kenny down here. You know, and, and again, I think this year's group you, you just kind of touched on all of them. I think this year's group is. All start starting this process in the mid mid first to mid second somewhere in that grouping, yeah. And hopefully one of those guys will take that jump into the top ten. And, and time will be time. What time? Only time will tell.
5: Yeah, time will certainly tell. But I think there's another quarterback there that's of interest, and that's Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. You talk about a guy who had 10,000 passing yards, over 2,100 rushing yards, and you look at what he was able to accomplish, dominating Group of Five, dominating his league. He now has an opportunity to play with the big boys. I think we have seen more quarterbacks come out of these group of five schools and have success in the National Football League. Desmond Ritter could be the next. Excited to see him have an opportunity to show his wares in front of the fans and in front of the scouts down at the Senior Bowl.
0: Hey, guys, those are two good names. I think maybe one of the more intriguing players down there, though, is going to be Liberty's Malik Willis. And somebody kind of going full circle, right? Starts at Auburn, and now his his football journey is going to end up right back in Alabama here at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Get a chance to go down there and compete. Now, you know all, all the raw ability is there. You can see the athleticism. You see him running over dudes, running away from guys. He's got a big-time arm. Some of the decision-making, I think, down the stretch, and that's a little bit concerning. But you got to take into account what he has around him, who he's playing against. The playing field will be level down in Mobile, Alabama. I think he's got as much room to grow and to help himself in this week of practices culminating in the game uh, as anyone else in this entire game.
5: You know, you think about him being able to help himself. How about Nevada quarterback Carson Strong being able to help himself? Because this is another guy who has been able to dominate at his level. We haven't necessarily seen him on the big stage, but he has done it over and over and over again. And what you want and what is great about the platform of the Senior Bowl is you give guys an opportunity to do it with big-time players on the perimeter. We'll now see what Carson Strong is able to accomplish with an upgraded cast around him. He was fantastic
0: at Nevada. Let's see what he's like in an All-Star game. Well, this last one, guys, hurts me because I watched (laughs) the bowl game with Bailey Zappi against my alma mater in App State, and He threw 62 touchdowns this year, okay? That's a record. I'm pretty (laughs) sure he threw like 40 of them in the bowl game because it was one after another after another. It is a spread you from sideline to sideline offense offense He makes great decisions. He's got plenty of touch and accuracy. I'm anxious to see him, though, live and in person, what the arm strength looks like. Sometimes that can be a little hard to judge when you're watching the tape. Uh, But the production, yeah, he's he's done it better than anybody in history uh, with touchdowns. So I'm excited to get my eyes on him down there in Mobile.
4: Yeah, he bested Joe Burrow's 2019 season, uh, which was terrific. I mean, they threw the ball all over the yard there. These are all against App State.
0: Yeah, stop showing all the App State highlights. (laughs) Come on. There's too many of
4: them to choose. Uh, Okay, big news here, Jim. Uh, And we're talking about a guy who was widely considered one of the best quarterbacks that would be coming into this year's draft class. It sounds like we've got him headed down to Mobile. Give us the big news here, Jim.
1: Yeah, we've got Sam Howell from North Carolina coming and adding to this oh, wow. group, and that's a big one. We, we've been waiting on Sam, and, you know, he played in his bowl game, so we're just waiting for him to declare, and this is a big one. Now this gives us really five of the, of the quote-unquote big six for this year's draft. Um, we won't get Matt Corral from Ole Miss. He'll be a part of that mix, um, but it's, it's a great group, and, and we talked about maybe Malik Willis trying to do um a lot on his own there you know unc you look at the supporting cast that sam howell had last year no javante williams no michael carter i mean both those guys are doing great things at the nfl level now and then on the outside like dammy brown and i mean he lost so many playmakers from this year so what what you saw from what you saw from sam howell more of a runner this year i think he showed a lot athletically that you maybe didn't see in years past but This is a big ad for us. This is is one we're really excited about.
4: Oh, that's awesome. So six quarterbacks in the fold to head down to Mobile in this year's Reese's Senior Bowl, and many of which you are going to hear their names called early in the 2022 NFL Draft. All right, let's move on to another position group here, the running backs. Uh, Rookie running backs like Ramondre Stevenson with the Patriots this year had a touchdown on Sunday. Michigan's Hassan Haskins, big reason for the Wolverines' first CFP appearance. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. over 200 yards on Friday for Alabama in the CFP semi-win over Cincinnati. One more against Georgia in the Natty before getting down to Mobile. And let's start right there, Bucky, Uh, with the senior from Alabama, took advantage of the extra year of eligibility and really exploded this year, tripling his previous season high in terms of rush Yards with over 1,200 uh, this year. What can Robinson showcase down a mobile buck? Oh
5: uh, man, like this guy was terrific in the semifinal game. And what you see is a guy who is patient and persistent when it comes to running. He punishes folks when he runs between the tackles. Does a great job of breaking con- tackles on contact and gets to the next level. And I think what we had an opportunity to see is what he looked like in a lead role. When you see so many guys come out of Alabama and have success in the National Football League at running back, he's the next in a long line of Crimson Tide running backs to go on and have success in the National Football League level. I think he'll have an opportunity to show that down in the Mobile.
0: Yeah, I love the physicality, the size that he brings to the table. And you can go to another guy that has those same traits down in Michigan, Hassan Haskins. You look at the jump that this offense made, it found an identity. It really got back to being a smash-mouth physical football team. At 220 pounds, he gets his shoulders square. He hunts up defenders, which which I love to see. And, guys, we were talking about this on the Movie 6 podcast a couple weeks ago. I think eight of the top nine rushers in the NFL right now are 220-plus pounds. So the league is looking for guys like these two guys right here.
4: Jim, what are your thoughts on the running back from Florida, Damian Pierce?
1: Yeah, just to stay in line with what these guys have said, another big back. Another guy that's a 220-pound man. That's the guy the NFL is all looking for. When we look at his numbers this year, 119 touches, 16 touchdowns. Um, You see it on the clips here. I mean, contact power, balance. Um, You know, to me, just sum up, he's an NFL running back, and he's a three-down NFL running back. They get it to him in the pass game. He's got good hands. Again, a lot of tread left on the tire. High, high character guy. This is the guy we saw after losing a bowl game to UCF. Go up in the stands and thank the marching band. Have we ever seen anything like that? Um, <laughs> I love it. So not fun only fun. not only is he a great player, he, you know, it sounds like he's a stud of a kid. Um, you know, go you go back to last year's senior bowl game. You brought up Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. I think now we've got five guys out of last year's games that have a hundred yard game as a rookie this year out of last year's games with. Guys like Elijah Mitchell and Khalil Herbert uh, Michael Carter, who we talked about Khalil Herbert so yeah. Really good group last year, but we're fired up. I mean, these three big backs who profiled are all really good players.
4: It's going to be fun to watch those guys. And look, I think he found the right place if uh, he's, they got an appreciation for soundtracks uh, like the marching band provided, uh, <laughs> as you know, with DJ's affinity for 90s uh, R&B. All right, let's keep the train moving here right. to another position, group. Let's go. Uh, how about you guys remember? We had a senior bowl alum who's on the verge of breaking the NFL's all-time single season receiving yardage record in the Rams Cooper Cup. Perhaps we see some more production like that from one of these guys, Alec Pierce, big body playmaker from Cincinnati. We'll see a burner in Penn State's Jahan Dotson. We love the locals and the ovation they get at Hancock-Whitney Stadium, and we'll be plenty of cheers for South Alabama's Jalen Tolbert. How about Vellis Jones? Ten catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown in that wild Music City Bowl loss uh, for Tennessee to Purdue. Uh, But let's start right there with Penn State's Jahan Dotson. Uh, Bucky, where does he fit in amongst the top wideouts in this year's draft class?
5: Look, man, I think he has an opportunity to be one of the first ones. I mean, I think he is terrific when you come to putting it all together. Speed, playmaking, route running ability, outstanding ball skills, uh, does a great job of making these acrobatic catches while still keeping his feet in bounds. He is a guy who has 25 touchdowns in his career over at Penn State. And so when you think about what you want in a wide receiver, you want someone who's productive, polished, and a playmaker. Well, check, check, check when it comes to behind Dotson. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's, he's an outstanding route runner. He's got fantastic hands. I mean, that's the difference between him and K.J. Hammer, who we saw come out of Penn State a couple years ago. Both guys, big-time juice. I think he catches the ball a little more naturally. Uh, when you talk about receivers that catch the ball well, I don't know that anybody in this entire draft catches it better than Boise State's Khalil Shakur. Now, I'm not just saying that because he went to Vista Muretta High School about uh-huh. maybe 10 minutes uh, <laughs> that way uh, from where I am right now this kid you talk about one-handed catches you could put a clip together of 15 <laughs> one-handed catches like spectacular catches that he makes for boise state so the question with him is going to be that top end speed that'll be big for him i remember i'm old enough to remember as you guys are a wide receiver named cooper cup who went down to the senior bowl and we said he runs good routes he catches mm. everything i don't know how fast he is well those questions all put to out. bed in mobile yeah. alabama and we'll see what khalil does down there
1: yeah, I'll say, you know, with the speed concern, DJ, I thought Khalil looked more explosive on tape this year. I thought there was a difference from last year. And staying with the group of five receiver theme here, um, South Alabama's Jalen Tolbert is a guy that I've been watching uh, since high school, his days at McGill-Tulin High School here in Mobile, Alabama. Um, you know, only the fourth player in, in Sunbelt Conference history to reach 3,000 yards in his career. I think the big thing he thought about coming out last year, but the big thing for Jalen getting major Applewhite is the offensive coordinator. They've really used him. Major was at Alabama last year. They've used Jalen a lot like they did um, with Devonte Smith up in Tuscaloosa mm. last year, moving him around, really showcasing him. Um, you know, so Jalen's proved he can do that. And he's been the go-to guy for that offense for three years now. He's been schemed against and he's still found ways to be productive. So big week for Jalen back here in his hometown, playing his hometown stadium. Um, out that. there at South Alabama we're excited we're excited to add Jalen also keep an eye on
4: Bo Melton big part of a Rutgers resurgence this year for Greg Shiano. all right let's move to the tight ends guys and this year senior bowl roster had five tight ends drafted from last year's game that number could grow this year uh, only one tight end in the history of pro football focus graded out higher than Trey McBride from Colorado State this year and that was um kyle pitts a year ago pretty good company uh, right there talented tight end group in the big 10 conference this year as well you got jeremy rucker from ohio state jake ferguson from wisconsin all in the game but dj let's get back to this year's mackie award winner for the nation's top tight end in trey mcbride what kind of tight end is he because this has kind of been a choose your own adventure thing with tight ends making the jump from college to the nfl
0: Oh, this this dude's moved around. You can put him with your hand in the ground and be that traditional wide tight end. You can flex him out. They use him in the screen game. They use him outside and vertically. He'll work in the in traffic in the middle of the field as you see right here. So I, I don't know he's one of those guys you can really limit him. I think he can do whatever you want him to do. And Uh, To me, when you look around the league right now, we have so many young quarterbacks and so many of these teams are searching for guys just like this to make their life a little bit easier in the middle of the field. I think he's going to be one of the higher drafted kids in this year's game. Uh, I am really excited to see Trey McBride down there in person.
1: Yeah, he's the one I'm really excited about as well, DJ. And another one, you know, we. You know, Rhett kind of hit on the the Big Ten theme here. But Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State is a guy that's an all-around tight end. Uh, DJ and Bucky, you guys know, sometimes those guys that don't really put their hand in the dirt are tough sells in a draft room um, because offensive coordinators, when you you stick just a pass catcher on the field, teams kind of know what you're going to do. Jeremy Ruckert can do everything. I think with Smith and Jigba and Wilson and (laughs) Olave, you know, there's not enough balls to go around on that offense, right? So I think we haven't seen what Jeremy Ruckert is capable of doing. And similar, you pull it back to last year, like Trey McKitty from Georgia came to Mobile. He only had six catches in Athens a year ago. Comes to Mobile, has a great week, goes in the third round of the Chargers, and is having a great year for them as a rookie. Um, Jeremy Ruckert has a lot to prove in the pass game. And I think, uh, you know, if you watch the all targets cut up, you see it. Um, but it'll be cool to see him get a lot of pass game production down here in Mobile.
5: Look, we can talk about the seam runners being important in the passing game. Well, I think Grant Calcaterra is a guy that we need to keep an eye on. Having watched the kid from high school, I know he is a big-body playmaker guy who was a wide receiver in high school who transitioned to being a tight end at Oklahoma before taking some time and then coming back and reemerging at SMU. He is one of those guys that is perfectly suited for a role as an H-back, and he can make an impact. There's another kid, too, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. Wisconsin has produced a ton of NFL tight ends. He is the next one to be able to get it done. When you think about someone who's been prolific in the passing game, 145 catches, over 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, another big physical playmaker that can catch the ball over the middle field and also give you some production as a red zone
4: threat. And perhaps Calcaterra can follow in the line of his uh, former SMU teammate and Kylan Granson, a senior bowl alum last year, one of the five tight ends drafted in the fourth round by the Indianapolis Colts.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
7: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
4: All right, back here with you on our Move the Sticks Senior Bowl roster reveal show here. Cincinnati stacking the deck down in Mobile as you get a look uh, at the Bearcats heading to this year's Senior Bowl game. Obviously, already talked about the quarterback Desmond Ritter, but some serious playmakers representing uh, Cincinnati in this year's game. And it's our great pleasure now to welcome in the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats, the American Athletic Conference champions, and the first group of five team to make it to the college football playoff. Coach Luke Fickle is here with us. Coach, first off, just congratulations on a great season, and we're really pleased to have you here with us. Thanks a bunch.
8: Well, thanks for having me. It was, uh, like I said, quite a ride that uh, maybe doesn't end the way you love it to, but, uh, you know, that's a part of playing the game
4: coach it's been a real build for you guys here getting to this point the success you had this year and just looking at this group that's headed down to mobile these six players how much how much were they a part of the foundational kind of success that we saw culminate with uh, a birth in the college football playoff this year
8: well I mean they are the culture of the program I mean uh, you know obviously Desmond Ritter is the one that's most known but you know Kobe Bryant those guys are the culture of what it is that we wanted to establish five years ago. We came in here. Those guys were a part of it. Um, they've been through a lot of ups and downs. And uh, I know this, there's no way we would be anywhere where we are today um, without all these guys, but in particular, those two guys.
1: Hey, Luke, uh, on a personal level, it's been awesome seeing what you've built there. I know our, our paths used to cross a lot more back 15, 20 years ago when you were at Ohio State and I was working for the Pats. But, uh, man, it's been awesome watching your career you know, really take off in what you built there. Um, I want to ask you about one guy first, and that's Darian Beavers. Uh, You know, Darian's a guy talking to a couple guys on your staff. Over the summer, kind of gave us an early heads up of of what you guys expected from Darian in his last year, you know, being that 6'3", 6'4", big-bodied linebacker. um, One of your guys compared him to Zayven Collins, last year's first-round pick of the Cardinals, in terms of versatility and body type. But going back to those old Patriots days when, when I was with your guy Mike Brable, Um, I felt like Darian could have played all four of those linebacker spots. Can you just talk about Darian a little bit, his versatility and and, and kind of what you see him doing at the next level?
8: Yeah, I still think he's just scratching the surface. Um, He was a guy that came to us from UConn uh, and played against us the first two years. One year he was a defensive end, the next year he was a linebacker and kind of back and forth. uh, He's a guy that's got lots of versatility, very, very athletic, but his size um, gives him a chance to do a lot of different things. He can rush the passer. Uh, He really developed you know, the, the instincts to play inside that box. So, uh, which is unique. Sometimes, you know, guys are you know, more comfortable playing on an edge or playing outside, but you know, he's a guy that's done it all. He played us off the ball as a kind of a hybrid safety two years ago for us, and then really slid him back down inside the box and, and really played the uh, will linebacker for us uh, as well as an edge rush guy. So um, lots of versatility, especially moving himself to the next level.
0: Coach, I want to ask you about Kobe Bryant. You mentioned him there with Desmond Ritter. You know everybody's going to talk about your quarterback, and rightfully so, getting that attention. But watching your secondary, I'd love to ask you about what you saw exactly with Bryant when you brought him into the program, and then bigger picture. There's more guys than just him in this secondary. You guys are stacked. What what do you look for when you're evaluating the position? Well, first about
8: Kobe. I mean, he's one of those uh, guys I actually knew since he's probably about eight years old. I had his brother. Uh, Coach's brother and um, actually helped recruit him too a little bit from from Cleveland Glenville. So, as we moved, came here and had an opportunity to get Kobe, uh, I knew in the long run what we were getting. Very, very competitive dude that um, was going to fight no matter what and get better and better and better in everything he did. And uh, he proved exactly to be that. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys when when we really look back at this over the five year period that really created the environment atmosphere that we have today. Um, so he, he's going to be do a phenomenal job he came back this past year when a lot of people said he couldn't you know raise his stock anymore uh, and he just came back and worked and obviously did an unbelievable job won the jim thorpe award uh raised his stock uh and made us a lot better football team as well and as you said we we had some talent in the back end now you know you can add a <laughs> mod in there and obviously brian cook yeah but what we had the for good forces of having is a leader like kobe that Kept everybody grounded and kept everybody working. Um, in my opinion, the most unique, high high end group of guys that I've ever been around. And you guys know what I mean. Have been around a lot of football. That, and I'm not saying the high end guys are harder to manage and deal with sometimes. I'm you know defensive lineman used to the grunt work and you know find myself being able to relate to the D line O line guys a little bit more. But because of Kobe and those guys, they they that group um, was as enjoyable to coach as any high-end group I've ever
1: been around.
5: You know, Coach, a lot of attention obviously is on your quarterback, Desmond Ritter, who's been along for the ride. Talk a little bit about him and what makes him special as a leader and as the face of the program.
8: Well, I I think more than anything, he has the utmost respect of everybody that walks in that locker room. And not because he's the best player or he has been the best player, but because of, you know, where he came from in year one as a scout team quarterback that just got beat up. To year two of finding a way to get himself on the field and you know running around and just making things happen and um just his growth and you know he's fallen and he's you know taking a lot of i don't say blame obviously we didn't lose a lot of football games in his time but he accepted a lot of the blame when things didn't go exactly the way maybe we envisioned it offensively uh and he did nothing but take it and then anytime that he started to get the praise he pushed it off to everybody else and. Everybody just recognizes that he has their back, and uh, he's it makes everybody around him better. So um, it's not just me that speaks this highly of him. I'm sure you could walk through the locker room and ask anybody from a freshman to a senior that uh, would say the same things about Desmond Ritter and you know what he has meant to them and you know the example he's been.
4: Well, look, Coach, I, I know you know the importance of the edge rusher at the NFL level and getting after the quarterback, and you certainly had one of those guys that can bend it around the edge, And Amaije Sanders, will be down there uh, in Mobile. Uh, how do you assess uh, his potential on the next level to be one of those game changers coming off the edge for
8: a team? Well, I'm excited for Maje. I mean, not to say – I mean, we, we, we played him a little bit differently – and uh, might not have been to his exact strengths mm-hmm. and going into this past season we thought about changing up a little bit more of what we do to try to allow him to play as an outside linebacker but um, i'll give him a lot of credit you know we asked him to play a, a tight five technique a head up four technique a four eye sometimes inside um when we know that his best <laughs> his best ability is to be on an edge and you know to be able to continue to rush from an edge uh he didn't bat an eye at playing inside and doing those things so I think he's going to flourish at the next level when he gets himself into, you know, a system that might be a little bit more fitted for him to play on an edge. Maybe stand up, maybe even be, you know, a true outside linebacker where he can drop and he understands the game of football. I think, uh, I think he's got a lot more to go, to go and I think he's going to fit even better than uh, than what he did for us.
1: Yeah. Luke, you bring up Maje. I mean, what's he going to look like in senior bowl one-on-one pass rush drills? I mean, this guy's get off. Um, tackles are going to have a hard time getting a hand on him, but, but Rhett and I had a chance to be around Desmond this summer at the, at the Manning Passing Academy. Um, had a good chance to connect. And one of the things he brought up was he really wanted to work on his deep ball accuracy. And I think you saw that on tape this year and really the beneficiary of that was Alec Pierce. Um, you know, big six, 215 pound wideout that can stretch the field. Can you talk about him a little bit? Because coming into the year, Alec was probably more of an under the radar guy, um, but had a, had a big, big year for you guys.
8: No, he did. He did. He did a great job. And, you know, the great story about him is I think three years ago we moved him to linebacker. We weren't sure he could play wide receiver. And we went into a bowl practice and bowl game um, where he played outside linebacker for us. And uh, after the bowl game, everything, we kind of kind of sat down with him and he really saw himself as a wide receiver. So I said, okay, well, we'll move you back over to wide out and give you an opportunity to keep growing at that position. And uh, well, it's a good thing we did and good thing we listened to him, um, but he did. He, he, You know, he wasn't just a deep ball. I mean, he, he could do a lot of different things, but as the year progressed and his connection with Dez became so much better, you know, he was hurt a little bit last year and especially at the beginning of the year and, and their connection just created so much more opportunities that, you know, I don't do a whole lot offensively, but I I would click onto the heads and be like, um, when are we going to take a couple shots to Alec? Just, you know, usually that defensive coach and say like. hey run the football and you know run the clock and i'm getting on there and say okay now w- when's the shots going to start coming to alex because we need to we need to give him a couple of opportunities those 50 50 balls guy, are more 65 or 70
0: 30. well coach i got to ask you something completely unrelated to the senior bowl or to football but as we're all kind of around the same age As a Cincinnati head coach, I've got to know, are we going Nick Van Exel or are we going with Kenyon Martin here uh, when it comes to Cincinnati Bearcat favorite basketball players?
8: Well, you know, I think that Nick would be a little bit of that finesse. I don't don't want to say he's just a finesse guy, but I've never been a giant basketball guy and and watching for us and our program and what we would kind of see ourselves as is tough and nasty that Kenyon Martin uh, would have to be. I don't want to take this the wrong way, but he – would be where I would start my franchise and, and go with. So um, I'm going to go with the big guy and uh, you know the nasty guy down underneath.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you what. If Darian Beavers it. was under the hoop, I'd get out of the way. Um, and, th- and that's for sure, <laughs> Coach. Wood- a lot of you guys think
8: they should be out there playing under that hoop that's too. Right. So
4: that's right. <laughs> hey, thanks a bunch for being with us. <clears throat> Congrats on your success this year. Good luck next season.
8: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you out the Cedar Bowl.
6: He worked hard in the classroom to graduate, which is why you he came here. He's worked hard on this football field for a long time in that weight room, and he's worked hard to give us an opportunity to go in every Saturday. With that being
8: said, Cole Strange got invited to the Senior Bowl tonight. Let's go! we got uh, Jim Nagy, Executive Director from the Senior Bowl here today to wish him to tell you the Senior Bowl tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it
6: man, that is awesome.
4: And perhaps Cole Strange will be the next small school stud the Senior Bowl has found along the offensive line like Ali Marpet, Alex Kappa, and last year, Quinn Miners. So it's not often you get book tackles in the Senior Bowl, but fire up chips. That's what we have with Bernard Raymond and Luke uh, Gadecki from Central Michigan. How about Spencer Brown? You might remember from last year, parlayed a big Senior Bowl weekend with third-round selection by the Buffalo Bills last year. His former teammate at Northern Iowa, could have similar success. Trevor Penning among the top of the class this year. Spencer Burford was the highest rated recruit ever at UTSA when he signed and proved his worth in a supremely successful season for Coach Jeff Trailer down in San Antonio. Uh, but, Jim, let's get back to Trevor Penning. Uh, what catches your eye about the way he plays
1: uh, out there at Northern Iowa? Well, the biggest thing that catches your eye is how nasty he is. Yeah. I mean, he is a dominant <laughs> FCS-level player. Uh, you brought up Spencer Brown playing at a high level for Buffalo this year. But you put on the tape of, uh, of Trevor Penning, and it is so much fun to watch because he, he literally just bullies people. He's not really challenged. Uh, when we went up to Northern Iowa to, to invite Trevor, he was this year's first invitee and in our first acceptance. Um, I brought up Eric Fisher. And, you know, you go back, uh, I think you guys were at the game when it was Luke. It was the draft yeah. with Luke Jokel and and eric fisher and lane johnson all up at the top and eric fisher came down to mobile as probably a late first round pick from central michigan and ended up as the number one overall pick in the draft and i'm not saying trevor can maybe get there maybe he can Um, but all the nfl needs to see him do is do what he did against nfl caliber people which he probably hasn't done the best player he's probably went against in his whole time at northern Northern Iowa is his former teammate, Ellerson Smith, um, who was in last year's senior bowl right. with the Giants now. So a big prove-it week for Trevor. And I could see him coming out of Mobile week as a guy that leaving here could be in the conversation for a top-ten pick. Wow.
5: wow. I mean, that's very impressive. You know, it's funny you talked about him bullying people on that level. There's a guy that I'm interested in seeing. And that's the big guy, Daniel Fa-Lele from Minnesota. Because when I look at him – 6'8", 379 pounds. You normally don't see guys that big that can move around. So I want to see what it looks like. If he's going to be able to function out in space. Because when you see him do some things in Minnesota, he buries people in the run game. But is he going to be nimble enough to hold his own when he has to deal with pass rushers off the edge?
0: Now, I'm anxious to see how long that NFL career goes for him because the WWE career is waiting for him <laughs> once that is over. That is a ginormous <laughs> human being. Uh, I, I'm going to go to one of the more, I think, one of the more polarizing players in this year's draft class. There's always a couple guys like this, yep. but Darian Kennard at Kentucky, who is somebody that some teams view as a tackle, others view as a guard. You talk about being able to maul people. He can absolutely do that. But there are times he gets a little bit top-heavy. It impacts his balance, and he has some issues The one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl are going to be huge for him, not only in determining how high he could go in the draft potentially, but what position is this guy going to play? Is he going to play right tackle? Is he going to play inside at guard? Uh, I'm looking forward to getting my eyes on him down there in Mobile.
4: Yeah, do we have like a size record for the Senior Bowl? Like in in history, is is going to be like the biggest human we've ever seen? Uh, take the
0: field uh, in Mobile for Senior Bowl week. He's going to be. I think Donald Parham. I think Donald Parham has the height record. I believe be. he's got to have the height record.
4: Might be, yeah. and uh, we've got another Minnesota Golden Gopher that's going to be revealed here in just a little bit as well. So with that, let's get to our next position group. Let's switch sides of the ball. Get to the defensive linemen. We did not get to see Haskell Garrett in Ohio State's dramatic Rose Bowl win over. Utah on New Year's Day opted out but will play in the senior bowl and get used to seeing players from Georgia on this on the defensive position group reveals here Devontae Wyatt one of four Georgia defenders heading to Mobile as of right now and uh, Jim let's talk a little bit about uh, Fedarian Mathis from Alabama he was a major interior disruptor in that semifinal win over Cincinnati a couple of TFLs and a sack is that a picture of what he can do on the next level?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you look at the the lineage of defensive linemen coming out of Alabama, and you could you could probably say this for about any position group coming out of Tuscaloosa. But you look at these guys, the Jonathan Allens, you last year Christian Barmore, all the way back to you know Jaron Reed, Delvin Tomlinson. Um, you know, Phil Mathis is the next guy in line. I think going into this year, he was probably more of an early day three guy. Now he's squarely on day two. You talk to guys around the league, he's probably more of a second round pick. Um, but heavy hands, good technician like all those guys. But he can affect the passer. He's not just a two-down player. We saw it in the semifinal with two batted passes on Desmond Ritter. Um, really alert player. What, what I love, going to see Alabama play twice live this year. This guy during pregame is lathered up now. You talk about a guy that's bringing the juice to his teammates. <laughs> and for me, you know, for someone that, that works here at the Senior Bowl, like knowing what the intensity that this guy's going to bring every day in practice um, he's going to raise the level of our practice week. So, you know, Phil Mathis is, is a guy we're excited about because I know he's going to get everyone else cranked up.
0: Well, I'm convinced, Jim, that, that Alabama has played with the same two defensive tackles for the last 15 years, and they just put new nameplates on the back because they all look exactly <laughs> yeah. the same. They find the exact same body types. They plug them in. They dominate. They move on. And then they rinse and repeat. Uh, I'm going to go to Houston though for one of the ones I'm really intrigued by watching, and that is Big Logan Hall. You talk about six foot six, 275 pounds. He's long. He's got some of that inside outside flex. I think if you've watched the Saints at all this hey, year, Turner. and you've seen the upside in the ability and what they have there in Marcus Davenport, I see a very similar player here in Logan Hall. was very disruptive. Um, somebody I think teams are going to fall in love with down in Mobile.
5: Yeah, and no, I agree. He's definitely someone who is very disruptive at the point of attack. And so I'm going to put my eyes on another disruptive player. How about Zachary Carter from Florida? When I look at him, what I love about his game is heavy hands, plays with power off the edge, great motor. I love the tenacity. And so when you see guys like that, that come off the edge and are able to consistently get it done, man, you really get excited about that. He is one of the guys that I'm definitely watching down in the senior ball.
4: Okay, guys, and with that, so those were defensive linemen, maybe more uh, guys you'd see on the interior. Let's get to the sack artists here—the guys out on the edge. All right, uh, our edge defenders. Here's one you don't see every day: almost 500 career receiving yards for Miami of Ohio's Dominique Robinson, who spent the first three years of his career at wideout before moving this year to the edge. We talked about myJ Sanders with Luke Fickle earlier in the show. How about a pair of Penn Staters? Heading to the Senior Bowl as well. And Arnold Ebikidi and Jesse Luchette, a ton of edge talent heading down to Mobile. DJ, let's take a closer look, though, at Florida State's Jermaine Johnson because he was a career backup at Georgia and then made the transfer and really starred in his uh, single season here for the Seminoles. What did you see from him?
0: Well, first of all, I knew about the transfer. It was one of their early games, just TV scouting, right? And you're watching Jermaine Johnson, and he's flashing all over the place and making plays. And I remember thinking, how the heck does this guy not play at Georgia? Then I watched Georgia play and realized, okay, (laughs) they have a little bit of an embarrassment of riches there. Uh, But this dude is very intriguing, very much has a chance to go in round number one. He can bend at the top of his rush. He's a good finisher. And I think that transfer was an outstanding decision for him. Let him get featured a little bit. And he'll also be featured uh, when you get to the Reese's Senior Bowl. I'm excited to see him. Look, I'm excited to see. I feel like I got all the Golden, dope, you got the gophers. golden gophers
5: on my on my curry. So how about Boy Mafe? Had a chance to watch him in the boat, bowl, baby. Game and I like the energy and the effort. <laughs> I like, like the energy and effort. And look, so much about fast rushing is not necessarily about technique, but it's about the ability to get a first, second, and third effort to get home. I saw this guy do it over and over and over again. And so there you have it. I'm going to be down in Mobile with my Golden Gopher pom-poms. Room to see if another Golden Gopher can get it done.
1: Yeah, and you, you talk about effort. We're talking about another relentless guy, and that South Carolina's uh, JJ Anakbare. You know, four and a half sacks this year, but fifteen on his career. And he's a guy that when you you put on the tape, he wins with hand use and he wins with his effort, and he's got burst to the quarterback. I mean, we're talking about a six four guy with thirty-four and five eighths inch arms, and he's one of those long guys that has a knack. When he gets around the quarterback, he affects the whether, you know, it's stripping the ball out, you know, disrupting a passing lane. He just plays long, and that's what the NFL is looking for. They're all looking for those those long-bodied pass rushers. And, you know, kind of the theme being the high-motor group, I mean, this guy, J.J. Anagbari, is another one of those guys. Uh, It's going to be a great class down
4: there uh, to watch, especially in those one-on-one pass drills with those offensive linemen and those edge defenders.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
7: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
9: Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.
4: All right, back here with you on our Move the Six recent Senior Bowl roster reveal show, looking at the Senior Bowl second-level defenders. And you'll find some similarities in the body type of Cincinnati's Darian Beavers to that of which we saw with the Cardinals' first-round draft pick Zayvon Collins, as we talked about a little bit with Luke Fickle, the Cincinnati Bearcats head coach, earlier in the show. He is a big off-the-ball backer. And we got a pipeline emerging for Wyoming linebackers heading to Mobile. The AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals selected stud Senior Bowl alum Logan Wilson in the third round a couple of years ago. Could Chad Muma? Be the next cowboy in line at linebacker. DJ, out of this group, who catches your eye here from these second-level defenders?
0: Well, no bias at all, but I'm, I'm going to go to my alma mater here, right? I mean, no. I have no choice but to go with the Michael Jackson. <laughs> I mean, look at the numbers. You can see him on the screen right there, 119 tackles, 19 tackles for loss. What that tells you is about his instincts. He's got phenomenal instincts. He's got range to make plays, sideline to sideline. He's an outstanding blitzer. Uh, Really, there's nothing he can't do. And to me, I think he's got a chance to sneak into day two. And I I, I cannot wait to see him in coverage down there. Once he gets that question answered, um, he's going to be home free. He's going to be a high pick. Also, guys, can I throw one more? Can I get a bonus? Can yeah. I get a bonus one in there? Because I want I want to get the other Georgia linebacker in there. Um, when you watch their tape, Channing Tindall doesn't play all the time. They rotate so many guys through. But when he does get out there on the field with his more heralded teammates, you see this. You see him flashing big time range, sideline to sideline. He's got juice. He looks like he plays with outstanding length. I'm anxious to see how big he is. He looks a little bit light. I'm anxious to see that down there in person. But on a defense that's absolutely stacked, I feel like this guy gets lost in the shuffle.
1: Yeah, sticking in Athens, DJ, and going back to Jermaine Johnson, the comment with Jermaine, him transferring to Florida State. One guy that stayed put, uh, was Quay Walker. And when you talk about big, physically impressive, old school size linebackers that play like a, a new wave player, it's Quay Walker. I mean, he's he's almost six foot four you know, 245 pounds. And there is a wow factor when you get up on him. I, I saw them against South Carolina this year. When you get down on the field pregame, you're like, holy cow, look at this guy. And you talk to the coaches. That's the same reaction NFL scouts had when they went into the school this year. They were grabbing the the, the linebackers coach after practice, Glenn Schumann, and saying, man, like we knew your guy was big on tape, but it's incredible when you get up on this kid and then you see how we could run and you watch him go through drills, I mean, he's got footwork like a DB. So as a first-year starter and a guy without a ton of tape going into this year, I mean, he's he's just scratching the surface. Excited to see what Quay Walker, Walker can do. We talk about the coverage element with, with DeMarco Jackson. Um, I think that's an area where Quay Walker will really excel during Senior Bowl week.
5: You know, it's funny, Jim, when I was at Carolina, we took Thomas Davis from Georgia, and it was a lot like that. He was a big mm. physical kid. Uh, He was so athletic that we started him initially as safety before he settled at weak side linebacker. And when I look at Walker, you talk about size, physicality, toughness. You talk about the limited experience. But man, in the one year that he played and started, he has been a dominant player. A lot of interest, a lot of intrigue in what he can do
4: when he gets between the lines. Sure thing. We talked a lot about Darian Beavers as well. But guys, Devin Lloyd from Utah is going to be must-see TV (laughs) down in Mobile. Uh, You saw him on the field in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. And uh, Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham has called him the best player he's ever coached on defense. High praise uh, right there. Let's get to the cornerbacks headed down to Mobile for this year's Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, the lockdown specialists here include Auburn's Roger McCreary. He's top five guy in this year's class. Kobe Bryant, we've talked about from Cincinnati, your Thorpe Award winner. How about Tariq Castro-Fields? Part of a nasty Nittany Lions secondary. Really talented group there. You'll see another one of his teammates when we get to the safeties. Tariq times two with UTEP's Woolen. Serious length there at corner as a six-foot-three dude. Bucky, let's talk Mr. Pick Six, though, from one of the best defenses in college football in Iowa's Riley Moss. Look,
5: man, I love Riley Moss. I had a chance to watch him at the Big Ten Championship game, and you can see the athleticism, but better yet, the instincts, the technique. uh, Well coached, and when you think about Iowa defensive backs, that's the one thing they come into the league with. Great technique, great instincts. He has outstanding awareness when the ball is in the air. He has a chance to be a really, really good player at the next level.
0: Now it's great to see Bucky travel from Minnesota all the way to Iowa. By the way, it's really broadening his horizons here on these Senior Bowl guys. I mean, can we get you some PJ Fleck trying, PJs? Trying to at least it's a non-Minnesota player. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to give the Big
5: Ten some love. I feel like I always neglect. Bring them. it, bring it. I love it. Love the no, Big
0: Red, Ten. We need Red, some. We need some after Big that Ten game. You can't. Well, that's true. Also, Nagy, also a good point. Uh, look, uh, to me, I'm going to go to Auburn and Roger McCreary because some guys just have one specific question to answer. And with him, we know he can play the ball. We know he's tough and physical. The question is, can he really, really run? I'm looking forward to giving me a matchup of like Dotson from Penn State, Jahan Dotson against Roger McCreary. We talking. saw that during the regular season. I want to see it down there in Mobile. I want to see round number two between those two talented guys uh that's the only question he has to answer if he answers that guys he's going to be a first round pick and he's probably going to go in the first half of round one
1: yeah you'll you'll get that oh, up, get another DJ. One. you'll get that yeah i'm looking up. forward to
0: that next i'm looking forward to. That. let me give you a bonus one here darian kendrick how about finishing off the year i mean we'll see what he does in the championship game but you can't have a better semifinal game than a couple of uh, INTs in that one. He's somebody I have kind of in that second group of corners coming into the, to the Senior Bowl. He's kind of more in that round three range for me. We'll see what he can do if he can vault himself up there. Man, he's, he's off to a good start if the playoffs are any indication.
1: The guy that I'm really excited to see down here is a guy that started his career at Troy University here in the state. Uh, grew up in the state of Alabama, and that's Marcus Jones from Houston. You know, he's kind of a, a do-it-all DB that played him at nickel, that played him outside, that played him at free safety. And I, you know, to me, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest compliments you can give a defensive back is that he's a baller. This kid is just a baller. I mean, no, no matter where they line him up, he's making plays on the ball. They put him back as a returner on punts or kicks. And he's bringing the ball back. I, I want to say he's got seven or eight return touchdowns in his career. You know, really been a game changer for the Houston Cougar program since he's transferred in from Troy. So a guy that's hyper-competitive, can play all over the place. Um, he'll be a fun guy to watch in these one-on-ones because he can absolutely blanket.
4: All right, guys, that's one half of the secondary. Let's get to the safeties in this year's group. And uh, the safeties look like this. We got the Dominator. Jojo Doman was a linebacker for the Nebraska Cornhuskers and their best defensive player the last couple of years. Part of the safety group, though, in Mobile. And as promised, another Penn Stater in the mix here with Jaquan Brisker. Really talented group there. Uh, Jim, look, no surprise, though, to see the success of the Cincinnati Bearcats this year. They got six guys in the game as of right now. Uh, When you have players as talented as Kobe Bryant at corner, Sauce Gardner at corner as well. is not in the game, but you'll see his name called earlier in the draft. And Brian Cook from the safety spot. Maybe he doesn't get as much love. Uh, how did he catch your eye?
1: Well, again, we've talked about some first-year starters this year. Brian Cook's another one. This is a guy, he was log jammed behind James Wiggins and Derek Forrest last year. Both those guys were NFL draft picks this past year. And, and Brian Cook is a guy, he's a Howard transfer, former HBCU guy, just got better and better every week. He's one of the most physical safeties in this class. He's one of the most dependable tacklers in this year's class. Um, you know, so a guy, again, He's just starting to play his best ball. So we're excited to get him down here. You talk about those corners in that secondary at Cincinnati get most of the love. Um, But when you look at where he's ranked in his position group, Brian Cook um, is right up there, probably a top three or four safety in this year's draft.
4: Well, that concludes the majority of the position groups here, but we cannot leave the specialists out because, Jim, a couple of years ago, you absolutely <laughs> knocked it out of the park uh, by giving the NFL two of its best kickers and Buffalo's now Tyler Bass and Indy's Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, what's the group look like this year? We got any, we got any big timers here that's going to uh, kick the
1: ball and snap the ball here a little bit? Yeah. As DJ and Bucky know, like scouts, we don't like putting on all this special teams tape. So I, I do. I, I, I reach out to a lot of people when it comes to this stuff, a lot of people in the kicking guru community. Um, and you talk to guys around the NFL, Jake Camarda from Georgia and Jordan Stout from Penn state are two guys that are going to be, they're going to be mid round picks. They're not going to be seventh round picks. They're going to be two of the higher rated, highest drafted punters in the last five to 10 years. Um, and then you go to snapper. We had both our snappers drafted last year um cal adam from Pitt is a guy that we invited to last year's senior bowl and he was talked into coming back to school um is a long snapper but now we get we got him so we're excited uh to get cal down in the mix and we had both snappers drafted last year so hopefully cal will make it uh make it another one this year
0: all right so, as we... so if i'm to hear you correctly real quick here. yeah that means that Jim Nagy is, is admitting now on the roster reveal show that he does not enjoy the touch to toe timing uh, oh, scouting aspect. Stop <laughs> Give me the hang now time. that is come shocking.
1: On. That is some shocking Matt, news. You know how it gets at the end of the day. You've watched all the offensive tape and defensive oh. tape, and then you're you're sitting there. You got to pull out the stopwatch for the specialists. It's 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 none of our favorite things.
4: <laughs> well, Jim, as it turns out, if you need a holder, uh, I'm your guy okay if you need a, a specialist to be a holder here all time, I'll go uh, both teams, no problem. Uh, but DJ, let's get some final thoughts here on this roster and on uh, the, you know the valuable asset that the senior bowl provides us to draft evaluation.
0: It is my favorite week of the year and I'm not just saying that because Jim's here. It has absolutely been my favorite week of the year since I went to my first senior bowl. I believe that was in 2003, been everyone since. It is the most valuable evaluation tool in the process. You get to see the best players in the country going against each other one-on-one and then in the team environment. You get to see how they interact with one another. There's a lot of value to be gained there as well. And for my money, offensive and defensive line one-on-ones, that's my my joy of the entire year. It's my Christmas present each and every year, and Jim has really facilitated a great roster this year, particularly in the trenches. I cannot wait.
5: Look, man, I love the Senior Bowl. Haven't had a chance to play in the Senior Bowl back in 94, uh, i really the opportunity to see the best of the best go against one another. And from an evaluation standpoint, man, you just get a chance to see guys play in different environments. You see how they handle uh, being coached by different guys, playing in a different scheme. And those reactions give you an opportunity to see what it may look like for them at the next level. And so when we think about all the All-Star games and the Bowl games that are out there, man, the Senior Bowl is it. And I'm excited to be a part of it and to watch these guys grow and become the next generation of stars that we see hit the league.
1: I appreciate the kind of work, guys. Um, I just want to take this opportunity to, to thank you, everyone at the NFL Network, um, for covering our game for as long as you have and bringing the spotlight to it. Uh, thanking our scouting staff from this year and all the guys in the NFL. Um, you know, we're on the phones with those guys on a daily basis. We're trying to create these rosters for them so they can come down and get a good evaluative week. Um, so there's just a lot of people involved in this process. We're really grateful. Looking forward to another good week in Mobile and, and can't wait to get you guys back down here.
4: Uh, and uh, top-notch medical care, as it turns out, down in Mobile. A uh, certain <laughs> guy that happens to look like me, uh, his name is Dean, and he's getting ready for his 50th Senior Bowl uh, this this wow. year. So, uh, love you, Dad. Way to work. Um, all right, here you go. Reese's Senior <laughs> Bowl practice recaps here coming for you starting Tuesday, February 1st. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. you get one Thursday as well at 11 in the Reese's Senior Bowl, Saturday, February 5th, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, right here on NFL Network. And that's going to do it for this year's Roster reveal show. Thanks so much to Jim Nagy, uh, for DJ and Bucky, and everybody that worked hard to get this show on the air behind the scenes. We appreciate you and all of you for
0: listening. We'll catch you next time. And Rhett has 13 years in the business. You go into your shower feeling Did we just invent California?
3: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
9: Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.